Hello and welcome to this episode of Paranormal Hotline. Paranormal Hotline is a weekly look into the strange and spooky from around the world and somewhat beyond. Also, somewhat beyond the beyond if we start to discuss extraplanar or interdimensional beings, but I think we're safe from that for now. My name is Oshin and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Kaylee. Hello. How are you, Kaylee? Have you experienced anything extraordinary in the three days since I last saw you? No. <laughs> Been sleeping a lot. That's about it. If that counts. It was... Hmm. It was late traveling, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. Driving takes it out of you, too. Yeah. So we spent our Saturday night at the Hellfire Club up in Dublin, which was really cool. It was a a good day out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was a good day out. I don't think I'll get into it too much. Yeah. Because that's a future thing. Yeah, yeah. Exciting stuff on the horizon. Stay tuned. We, we, We got out of there in one piece, though. We did. Barely. You actually did almost Barely. fall. Uh, <laughs> almost fell, almost shit myself, you know. There is a lot happening. <laughs> yep. From fright. From fright. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give a notice to you for the listeners. Not a, not, it's not a warning or anything. A topic of this episode. This is like a, a deja vu notice. This topic was covered on the podcast in the past. Thanks to our lovely patrons on Patreon supporting our podcast we've been able to upgrade our recording equipment since that episode was made so uh the plan is over the next while every now and again we'll be redoing some early episodes because we want to deliver to you the best podcast experience that's all to say if you're listening to a new episode and you think to yourself wait i think i've heard this one before you're not losing your marbles it might have been covered in the past but it's being replaced yeah we're also like Um, updating some of the stories as well so we'll add extra details stuff that we missed the first time around or if there's any updates on the stories as well yeah it's it's not like a a re-recording of the episode it's given us a chance to do additional research and improve on the topics so even if you heard the old episode hopefully you'll enjoy the new one because it's improved just speaking for myself i've definitely gotten a lot better at researching topics and stuff too so i'm looking forward to Mm. revisiting some of the older stuff that i very rushedly wrote <laughs> and updating some of them there's some of them in particular that have some really interesting updates like the uh, dear david case and stuff like that that i can't wait to go back and revisit you don't know anything about dear david do you no oh. so i'm excited i'm excited to, to, to do that yeah so without further ado let's get on to today's topic which is the Snallygaster. <laughs> I laugh every time i hear the name <laughs> it's a, it is it's a great name the you know? Snallygaster. It, it reminds me of, um, you know, like the, the Waterford word for slingshot. Oh, a gallibander. The gallibander. Yeah, it reminds me of that. <laughs> have you heard the one for snails? The shellakabuki. Shellakabuki. <laughs> My mom used to have a cat called shellakabuki. That's a great name. <laughs> they didn't know it's a it great was name. snail. <laughs> they had a cat called snail. Snallygaster does come from actual n- not nonsense words, but we'll get to that in a little while. So the Snallygaster is a cryptid from America. Chimera-like the Snallygaster is described as half bird, half half reptile looking creature, a monster. It's almost dragon-like in descriptions. It has wings, check. It can fly, a huge wingspan, up to 25 feet long in some accounts. That's it has big. claws, check. Sharp talons. They're described sometimes like they're made of hot glowing metal. It has a beak, check. Except the beak is metallic and full of razor sharp teeth. It has a piercing cry, like the whistle on a steam train. So currently, give or take, 
we're describing it just as some big bird type thing but then some descriptions give it like a third glowing eye in the middle of its forehead whoa I don't think o- I ever heard that before <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've, I've seen one or two three eyes nice and then other accounts describe it as having tentacles like an octopus I have heard that one, <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, don't ask me where they attach on most of the drawings I've seen have them like coming out of the mouth w- yeah. with the razor sharp teeth they can kind of come out of anywhere like I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. the descriptions are like it'll come out from it, under the wings out of its it's gonna grab you wherever <laughs> <laughs> so like already it's like I love crafty and horror I love it <laughs> it really is like it's like someone got like as, as much unpleasantness into a big creature <laughs> and then hey like, now tr- steam it, trains put, aren't unpleasant <laughs> put it in the sky yeah yeah 25 foot wingspan like wow (laughs) yep what's the largest wingspan ever on a creature give me two seconds uh they reckon the pelagornis sandersea which is an ancient marine bird with a wingspan uh nearly as which is twice as large as anything living whoa Uh, 24 24 feet so the kind of like Snallygaster is one foot bigger than the yeah. largest ever wingspan. <laughs> For, from a quick Google, yeah. It is like, it's like a, a huge albatross. Oh, nice. I assume that thing just took off at birth and never landed like a kite. <laughs> it's, it's just so ridiculous that I love it. I love, I love birds and then big birds. The largest bird, like the bird with the biggest wingspan that's alive. Yeah. That's uh, the wandering albatross. So uh, nearly 12 feet Okay, okay. So, so twice that. It's <laughs> just massive. I just Googled yeah. out of curiosity the wingspan of a Thunderbird. It's 70 feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's big. It's big. That's like block out the sun big. But it's like, you know, feet mean nothing to me in my head. It's 3.7 meters, which is ridiculous for a bird. See, I do feet because I'm five foot five. So when I'm trying to measure something, I just picture myself like stacked up. That's <laughs> my unit of measurement. So two two Oshins head to toe would be almost it. Jeez, because right, I'm five foot ten. That's actually not as big as I thought it would be. No offense to you, <laughs> like your height. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I mean the wandering albatross. It would be oh. four and a bit, oh. four and a bit, far, far so, like, the the snallygaster. Two like. Oshins per wing, basically. Yeah sick imagine the strength it would need to like actually take off <laughs> i think it would just need a strong wind yeah <laughs> or push itself into the sky with its tentacles it rockets. Yeah, i don't know i wouldn't be shocked rock- if it had rockets at off. this stage the snallygaster is said to be found in the maryland area it's also been reported to be sighted in the washington dc metro area do you know what that means that means west virginia <laughs> mountain mama baby yes <laughs> It all comes back. We need to go to West Virginia. We need to I mean, just hunt every cryptid ever. If you had to go to one place, you would get your money's worth <laughs> in West Virginia. Now, also, it's a state and those places are huge. Like, I can't fully comprehend the size. Like, I can't comprehend the size of things anyway. How many Oshins can fit across the state of <laughs> West Virginia? But, like, if you actually look at, like, even just, like, Point Pleasant, where the Mothman was, uh, if you look at the Flatwoods monster where that is and uh, I know it's not in West Virginia it's in Ohio but like the frogmen they're not they're too nearby. far from each other where all these crazy things are happening we'll have to we'll have to go and, and, and investigate someday yeah. the first accounts of the Snallygaster or of a creature in that area came with German colonists colonists 
who settled the area beginning in the 1730s. They notably settled in Frederick, or I suppose the place that became Frederick, uh, Frederick County, where a lot of the early sightings of the Snallagaster are from. Uh, the name, like we were saying, the name Snallagaster comes from a German and then a Pen- Pennsylvania Dutch word, the Schnellgeist. So in German it's Schnellgeist, then in Pennsylvania Dutch it's Schnellgeister, and then in English it turns into Snallagaster. So what does it mean, Schnellgeist? So it can mean like a quick ghost or a fast spirit or you know something like that oh yeah because like poltergeist hmm. so it's just not it's just fast ghost yeah or a, yeah a quick spirit type that is thing. so funny next time i'm uh, on a paranormal investigation <laughs> and i see something moving out of the corner of my eye i'm just gonna be like schneidgeist yeah so that's kind of what the term originally was for it seems it sounds like a bad word <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> that that's why that's why we use snallygaster these days but even snallygaster doesn't exactly sound you know it sounds like a sexual disease or something like oh my god (laughs) but you know what i mean it sounds like the kind of word that would make your grandmother blush yeah it does actually it was a term for say the thing in your house that you can't see but it knocks over small things i don't know how that name can came to be given to a nightmare beast after (laughs) the fact but here we are it's so hmm? big that the idea of it being fast (laughs) is also terrifying oh absolutely it's like if there was just this thing that you couldn't see (laughs) <laughs> and, but it was it was stealing things like <laughs> this has to be like another alien sighting right <laughs> <laughs> who knows the settlers would draw a seven pointed star shape to ward off evil spirits that was kind of like of their traditions oh like they put it on the wall of their barns or on the doors interesting it sounds to be a cryptid in the area I've seen references to accounts or rumours where the Snallagaster would silently swoop down and steal livestock and wayward children Probably especially, you know, children that wouldn't go to bed. Kind of think that could have been where one thing, it might have started, like, in folklore. Yeah, kind of like, like the Like, oh, the Snallygaster get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh... I can't picture that yeah, thing out getting in the into the house. Yeah, well, you're outside, like, you know. I suppose, yeah, if you're outside playing or whatever. But you just like hear a train the whole, in the distance. Or you don't hear, you just hear it's a, it's a swoop suddenly, potentially. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's, it's that, like, speed and huge thing... Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, like it's if you you wouldn't be able to see it. You know, it's that kind of fast. But it's like if you do see big things move quickly, it doesn't make sense to our brains. No, it doesn't at all. It's like a giraffe is so big, like it runs at like a ridiculous speed, but it looks like it's walking. <laughs> yeah, it does. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have a Patreon, and that's a way to directly support the podcast. A little money does go a long way for us to help us put out an episode every week. And you'll get access to our Discord where we're always chatting and posting stuff about and in between episodes. That's over at www.patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. We're on social media and if you are too, you should consider following us there. On Instagram, we are paranormal hotline and that's where we post pictures from our adventures and our investigations. On Twitter, we are paranormal HL, which is a really good place to get in touch with us. And finally, you can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. And don't forget to subscribe to it if you want to get it as soon as it comes out each week. In 1909, a newspaper called the Middletown Valley Register published an article describing one man's fatal encounter with a snallygaster, where he was seized by the beast before having his jugular vein bitten and his blood drained. Sort of like the snallygaster was doing a vampire impression. The body was discarded on a hillside. This kicked off a craze in the local population and in newspapers, with the newspaper... With the newspapers reporting sightings and encounters weekly for about a month. They mentioned the Snallygaster laying an egg that was the size of a barrel. 
Oh my god. Uh, it was like, oh, I could hatch an elephant or I could hatch a horse. It grabbed a railway worker man by his suspenders or like his galluses. No. And tried to take him away. How does it uh, even like delicately grab the suspenders? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Someone reported it appearing to him and speaking. What? The Snallagaster spoke to the man say, saying, My, I'm dry and I haven't had a good drink since I was killed in the battle of Chickamauga. Is this, is this corny? <laughs> I, I, this I don't know. True it, form? Sounds, it sounds like a, if you're like me and you have to look up that up, the Battle of Chickamauga was in the American Civil War in 1863. So the Snallygaster was a soldier that died in that war. I don't know. And was reborn. Maybe he could as have been killed over the war. Who knows? He, had, he would have had a lot of blood to drink during the American Civil War. That's true, but you know you can't drink much blood when you're dead. <laughs> I know. That's bizarre. So oh, oh man, I wonder if it was like a vampire and like. <laughs> It can change its form, but it was just really bad at doing it, so it kept getting it mixed up. <laughs> I'm just now because you said this is a civil war. I'm just picturing. Like, have you ever seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it's what a this is. Gem. <laughs> it's it's so silly. I love it. Um, yeah, that that was him. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love it so much. This is wild. So. Enter Theodore Roosevelt. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> so the man himself. The man. He's he's currently the president of the United States of America. He's actually kind of getting close to the end of his term because he finished up in March in 1909. The thing to know about him, he's a huge fan of big game hunting. Like we have the classic story, if it's real or not, I'm not sure, about him not wanting to shoot a bear club and that's where we get the name a bear cub and that's where they named teddy bears after. Oh, I, I just never know heard that's that before. Like, that's like the hallmark story, you know? He refused to shoot it like a baby bear. So he, Yeah, and ah. they were like, oh, it's a teddy bear called Teddy Roosevelt. I never questioned that. That's, uh, that's really interesting. The man has zero hesitation to go around the world and shoot huge creatures that were not bear cubs. So the story goes, all this word about the Snallygaster in the newspapers, all this hullabaloo gets to him. He reads a report or something and he says, I'm going to shoot that creature and then mount its head on my wall. He mightn't have said it that way. Those are my words. He's going to need but a big-ass wall. By some account, he was going to like postpone an, Amer- uh, an African hunting safari so he could go get the Snallagaster. <laughs> the Smithsonian Institute, by all accounts, put out a bounty on its hide, like a reward for the skin of it. He they didn't must have, like, in the end. They must have really believed that it was out there then, right? Yes. There must have been like a bunch of accounts of it or something, because... There's no way there's like one or two stories of the Snallygaster and then the Smithsonian is no, like, looking for it. I think at the time there was a lot of newspaper coverage kind of from this first newspaper and then whether it was a lot of people then going, oh, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. And then it's spreading that way or, you know, it being a thing. So all the newspapers were then doing it, like reporting on it or they were reporting on what people were telling them. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. The earliest newspaper stuff I could find was the uh, was from like the 30s. So this is kind of like a secondhand account, the the 1909 stuff. In the end, he didn't go, uh, and he, he headed off to Africa. He left the locals deal with it themselves. Disappointing. Exit. <laughs> Disappointing. Yeah. Exit Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt had some some kind of uh, running in with Bigfoot as well, though, didn't he? I'm almost certain I, I read a story that he like had like he believed in Bigfoot and he had a couple of run-ins with like Bigfoot or whatever. 
I'm gonna look but, into yeah. that because I, I forgot about that until you mentioned him there. There's a, there's an episode in that. I'm pretty sure. I, I I reckon he would. He'd be the kind of guy to go try hunt Bigfoot. To be honest with you. I mean, he spent a lot of time in like the wilderness and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. If it's big and moves, he's gonna try shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> From what I can tell, the 1909 stories seem to be a lot where a lot more of the horrific descriptions of the creature comes from. Oh. So the third eye and the tentacles. And as a result, I would take them all with a pinch of salt because uh, it later came out that those articles in the, in the paper were all part of a hoax by the Middletown Valley Register's editor, George C. Roderick, and a reporter, Ralph S. Wolfe to boost the popularity of the paper. All I could find was that it was just, it was a hoax to boost popularity. <sighs> But that always so, happens, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I'm sorry to be the one unmasking the Scooby-Doo villains like this, you know. Unless, of course, they had to come out and announce it as a hoax by order of the White House in order to quell the unsettled populations. Either way, if it got to the president and got him going, that's a good story in that. Like, That's not the end of the story, however, because there was a resurgence in the newspapers of reports of the Snallagaster in the 1930s. Ooh. Under this headline, it's a good alliterative headline, Sleeping Snallagaster snores serenely in sugar loaf. Sunday, <laughs> seven snares set. We get an article which starts off like, It has been 23 years since the dreaded winged monster, the Snallagaster, has appeared in the western section of Maryland, with a spread of at least 30 feet, reaching out his tentacles like some prehistoric inhabitant of the Mycene age. The Snallagaster, our winged volvopus, <laughs> volvolopus, has been seen by two score residents of Washington, Frederick and Upper Montgomery counties within the past two weeks. Sunday, the beast was followed as he flew at a 60 mile a minute rate. What the f- 60 miles a minute? Yes. Over Dickerson by 10 intrepid citizens armed with rifles, pistols, shotguns and oaths. One man carried a bag filled with the seed of the powerful but rare snoozeberry, efficacious lure for the snallygaster, but in vain. Snoozeberry sounds sketchy at best. Is that not the thing from uh, Willy Wonka? <laughs> That's a snozberry, but I, you know. <laughs> I mean, I the I I tried looking up what a snoozeberry was, and all I could get was like medicated, like edible jellies. <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't a think snoozeberry. So. That sounds like something that would just knock you out. Later on in that article, it's kind of like the the dark past of the Snallagaster. It hints that the legend gets hijacked by bad actors. Like, recent to this time in the 30s, brought up as a mean to, like, scare black voters as a mean of voter suppression. Oh. And I also read then in the... Er, uh, earlier again than that, in, like, the 19th century, the legend could have been used to scare enslaved slaves on plantations and such. No way. Into not running away. That's insane. I'd never heard that before. No, there wasn't too much there on it, but... Uh, it was like, oh, there's a chance that this was, you know, a said because it wasn't written down from then. It was kind of, would have been word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. But there was a couple of bits in this article in the in the newspaper from the 30s. And it was kind of like, well, you know, is it bad actors doing this or, you know, what is it? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. No, I'd never heard that before. God, that's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. A spooky bird legend is good. Twisting it up like that, very bad. Just just talking about the Stanley Gaster, though, with its tentacles and its insane lore with the snoozeberries and stuff. It's, it's making me miss the Japanese stories that we used to cover. Yeah, yeah. We, we might have to, to revisit them because there There's was definitely so more yeah. out there, you know? The tentacles, again, it's like one potential thing is like 
the Snallagaster, the actual legend of the Snallagaster, could have been like a mixing pot for different le- legends. And because because um, it's, it's near enough to Baltimore, which would have been a a, a harbor. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like you know stories from sailors coming in ah. with like octopuses and stuff. And That's true. That. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, a stew of all the different cryptids just kind of mixed together. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me that the, the bit you said about drinking somebody's blood kind of reminds mm. me of. The chupacabra, because the chupacabra drinks blood, and in the original description of the chupacabra, it had like, it was able to fly and stuff. It was like this really weird, oh. hybrid-looking lizard thing. It's nothing like what it's depicted now. Like you think of the chupacabra now, you think of like that dog thing. But uh, yeah, that'll definitely be another interesting story to to redo as well. Because um, after like, there's just so much about the chupacabra that we'd never covered in the original story. The kind of more modern. Like dog thing, quote unquote, uh, Chupa Cobra does uh, well not himself, but dog thing does get a mention in a minute. Oh, um, but anyway, still in the 1930s, the articles they have this whole thing going that oh, it must be from an egg because our scientists reckon that it takes 20 to 25 years for a Snallygaster egg to hatch. <laughs> so I don't know what scientists they were, where they got their degrees. <laughs> <laughs> there was just an egg and they reckoned that was happening. That's class. <laughs> 25 years for an egg to hatch. Wow. Yep. Imagine so, laying an egg in your mid-20s and then you're like <laughs> 50 and your egg is finally hatching. So it gets reported uh, a few more times in the early 1930s and then they report its demise. No! The story goes that the Snallagaster was flying over, uh, was flying near a place by the name of Frog Hollow in Washington County. Frog Hollow. This is a place Hollow. where... Frog Hollow. Frog Hollow. Uh, like frog. Th- yeah, fro- frog. Yeah, Frog. Yeah, Frog Hollow. <laughs> it was a place used by moonshiners. Kaylee, now, in in a sort of way that you're illegally allowed to answer, do you know much about moonshining? I have played Red Dead Redemption 2. I have my own moonshining still in that. So, yes, I would call myself something of an expert. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so... You know, I know a, a bit about making putchy in, in Minecraft. <laughs> and that's like the granddaddy of moonshining, I guess. The same sort of thing. It's the so, same thing, just it, with potatoes. Uh, well, yeah, it depends, really, um, in Minecraft. So it does seem that it, everything in America is go big or go home because the Snallagaster was attracted by the aroma of a 250-gallon no. tub oh my or God. vat of the mash. So, like, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's, like, the weaker al- alcohol that you use to turn into... You turn that into moonshine in, in the, the in the still. But even still, that's 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 so much. That's, like, just under 9,500 9, litres. What percentage, though? It's kind of like a beer, which you then distill to make a spirit. All right, so it's probably about, what, like, 5%? Alcohol? Yeah, it can, it can be a number between like five and, and kind of in modern times on Minecraft, 12. <laughs> Either way, huge, huge tank to trying to be hide, trying to hide because it's it's the 30s, it's it's prohibition. So it, this is illegal. I mean, it's it's still illegal. So is the Snallygaster a snitch? Anyway, <laughs> the Snallygaster flies overhead and becomes overcome by the fumes in the air from the distilling process and falls into the vat of the boiling mash. <laughs> so, like in most cases, revenue shows up to ruin the day. George Stansforth and Charles Kushwa, they're two revenue agents, and they had received information about the moonshining operation and uh, the still that was there. They arrive at the scene. So they see the still, but more importantly, they see the monster inside the vat. They do the only logical thing, 
which is to detonate 500 pounds of dynamite under the vat. <laughs> destroying any remains of the Snallagaster. No. And the surrounding moonshining outfit. No. <laughs> I guess that's what they did in the Prohibition. They just I, blow it up. <laughs> Imagine what that well, moonshine yeah, if could they have were tasted blowing like. themselves up, like you know, chimera marinated in moonshine <laughs> could have tasted amazing. Could have tasted amazing, but now no. Spread to the four winds. <laughs> One little aside from that, just on on the subject of moonshiners, is like potentially the part of the legend where they go like, oh, it sounded like a train whistle was like added to the legends by moonshiners to cover up the sounds that ah, their stills would make. Yeah, like a like a teapot kind of. From the pressure. Yeah. But did that Snallagaster lay eggs? And if so, who will save us? Well, it would have, they would have hatched already, wouldn't they? They would have. But I'm still talking in the past. But also now, maybe. <laughs> the Dweo. I've seen it described as a Snallagaster's mortal enemy. The Dweo is sort of like a wolf man that lives in the forests of Maryland and some near some of the Snallagaster's uh, regions. This is kind of like what we were saying with the Wolfman Chupacabra. Oh, the Dweyo. I've never mm. heard of this before. Legend has it that they've been feuding for centuries, like Godzilla and King Kong in the new Godzilla movies. <laughs> Look, they have a history. Okay. <laughs> the Dweyo, and maybe maybe the Dweyo is worth its own sort of deep dive. Yeah, it looks. I've just Googled it, it. It looks insane. Yeah, so it's described as a, a massive wolf that walks on two legs like a person. It's been... It's just a furry. <laughs> It was sighted in, in the 60s and as recently uh, is in 1978. The last reported sighting of the Snallagaster was in 1953 where the Dweo defeated it. Recently, the Snallagaster was featured on an episode of Mountain Monsters. Yes! yeah, Looking up a mountain. <laughs> as they do. I love the Mountain uh, Monsters. These guys. <laughs> they're out there doing the hard work. They're, these they're doing the hard graft. So one of the guys, the local fellow, I think, had had a photograph, and there was something in the corner of the photograph. One of the guys was there, like, I think that wingspan might even be bigger than we thought. I didn't see too much in the photograph myself. They didn't catch it in their traps. I don't think I would have heard about it. You never know. Sometimes they catch things and then they run away. You know, they get out. Yeah. Like that time they caught a herd of chupacabras. But then Bigfoot let them go because they were his pet. They were his pets. So, Kaylee. Yes. I, I, and I know I did say straight out that it could likely have been a newspaper hoax at the time. Right. That was just one of the newspaper reportings, though. That was kind of the er, the early sort of rekindling of, of the Snallagaster. What do you think? I mean, it has to be real, doesn't it? It's got a mortal enemy. You can't have a, a mortal enemy if you're not real. The... That's a fair point. It's kind of like Team Edward or Team Jacob. Are you Team Dwayo or are you Team Snallygaster? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things that got kind of snowballed out of proportion. Like somebody saw something or heard something and then all these different stories got mashed together and this one freaky creature kind of emerged from them all. The that fact that somebody died from it though as well is kind of weird. Well, reported to have died anyway. Yeah, but what kind of animal drinks somebody's blood? <laughs> Mosquitoes? Giant mosquito? It was in the newspaper. That was also hoaxing, so I don't know if it was someone oh, that was right, dead okay. or it was completely made up. Like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I, I think if there ever was anything that resembled this, because it, it, some of it does sound very similar to the Thunderbird, mm -hmm. whether there was something that went extinct very, very early on 
in American settlements. I don't know. I guess we'll never know, really. I like to think it was something that, that it's like based on something that was there. Maybe not exactly like the tentacle three-eyed creature, but maybe a big bird that we don't know about. Well, you know what are big birds? <laughs> what did you say? Dinosaurs. Ostrich or something. <laughs> dinosaurs. Motherfucking dinosaurs. <laughs> the, you, know, you know where my heart is set. Yeah. So... Maryland has dinosaur fossils. From what I can see, there's bird-like dino fossils. Not necessarily flying dino birds, but, you know, big they chickens. They all had feathers, didn't they? Maybe. I did see one article that said they did have flying fossils, as, uh, flying dinosaur fossils as well, as in fossils of a flying dinosaur. But then the material that they were citing, I looked through and I was like, mm, I can't see any, like, pterodactyl. I personally don't hold much hope for seeing a snallagaster. I think it was folklore and then a hoax. Or like you were saying, kind of something that got blown out of proportion. One of these days, we're gonna, though. yeah, we're gonna find a snallygaster egg. The joke will be on you then, Oshin. I look forward to being the jokey, and I look forward um, to the choo-choo <laughs> as I ride <laughs> my snallygaster across the Atlantic. Um, it just sounds wrong. <laughs> like just saying the word snallygaster sounds dirty. It just. Like, yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't want to have a snallygaster, like. No, it just, yeah, it sounds like somebody, like, you come back from a festival and then you go to the doctor and be like, you have snallygaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was that damp tent. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I, I have to, I have to diagnose you with chronic snallygaster. <laughs> it's nasty. It just sounds wrong. I can't even see yeah. it with, like, a straight face. I do love that it's, like, it's fast ghost, though. <laughs> well, you know, 60 miles a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what that's, is that's that? That's pretty like? damn fast. Like, I think if I did get a ride from a Snallygaster, my neck would snap <laughs> on takeoff. <Yeah. laughs> <Why? That's, laughs> it's like... <laughs> 5,793 kilometers per hour. Jesus. <laughs> like, that's too fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> he would be... <laughs> No wonder he would be on, on fire in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> like everything around him just be like shattering. <laughs> He's too dangerous. This this is why. Where was Theodore Roosevelt when we needed him? Where was Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> he was just not getting involved because that thing's moving too fast for him to aim at. God, that is insane. Imagine how fast the swings would need to like flap. This, he's rocket powered. <laughs> the wings just extend. <laughs> But in the original, like, in the original uh, story for the Chupacabra, I keep forgetting the name for Chupacabra. In the original story for the Chupacabra as well, like, the Chupacabra just takes off into the sky, like, with no wings. <laughs> it just, like, whoop, up into the air. Just farts. Like Peter Pan, like, it just... <laughs> so, it's got the same magical powers as the Snallygaster, apparently. I'm not too sure, because I've deconstructed the, the Snallygaster there now with some dodgy maths from a dodgy news article in the 30s that, <laughs> yeah. that said snoozeberries were a thing. <laughs> he shows up in Fallout 76, because it's in that sort of area. Although, it doesn't seem to look like any of the descriptions. No, it doesn't at all. Oh, the Snallygaster. I, I still need to play that game we could go visit Mottman that sort of thing yeah I, I went to that like Point Pleasant like straight away when I played that game and took a lot of selfies with the Mothman statue <laughs> I want to do it IRL so it was nice enough to do it when I was in lockdown 
in a game in a simulation <laughs> yeah <laughs> of just simulating like in the living a real life <laughs> that's all we have time for I'd like to thank and welcome aboard two new patrons on the Patreon Dana and Noel so thank you for your support you guys welcome aboard ahoy if you like the podcast suggest us to your friends and family we would appreciate that if you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast send them to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our social media accounts and we'll get back to you on it if you want to send me an email about your favourite dinosaur thanks for tuning in I hope you have a wonderful week until next time goodbye bye bye